0: This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress.
1: We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives.
0: And now the conversation begins. This is episode 92. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays.
1: And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we're joined by Jonathan Gilbert. Jonathan works in Portland, Maine for an employee-owned company called QualPay. John went to his first WordPress event in 2016 and has been hooked on WordPress and its community ever since. When not working, John enjoys hiking, traveling, cooking, and hanging out with his cats and wife.
2: Welcome, Jonathan. Hey, thank you, guys. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm very grateful to be here.
0: Hey, it's great to have you here today, Jonathan. Can you tell us more about yourself?
2: Yeah, uh so I, I um I work for an employee-owned company called QualPay. Uh and um we're based in San Mateo, California. And I'm personally based in Portland, Maine, as one of two remote employees uh out on the East Coast. And um so we're a solution provider for WordPress, and we create a payments platform that helps developers earn additional revenue by providing a service that their customers need. And uh we help merchants by providing uh the most updated tech. Uh, and and modern uh, m- modern payment features to help their business grow. And uh, my job is to get developers and software providers to use our platform by offering it as a value-added service to their core offering. And i um, been having a lot of fun doing that in the WordPress community so far. It's been a really tremendous experience meeting these people.
0: So how much of what you're doing is uh, is like number-related? You have to know a lot about accounting and that type of thing? Or is it more coding and programming?
2: Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Uh, The the, um, I don't, I have to know uh, quite a bit about uh, just about you know uh, pricing and so forth. But um, you know the people who work with me don't, and so uh, we we have some some pretty easy calculators that 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 we can um, that we use and kind of to, to, to take take the load off of our, our partners back and, and kind of do the thinking for them. So for me, yeah, there's a couple of quick uh, calculations that I need to be able to do. But um, you know, I also have to understand, you know, I, I can't code myself, but um, I have to understand, you know, um, you know, I have to understand how to talk about uh, code and, and, and certainly, you know, we're API's API based. And so it's important to be able to be able to communicate, you know, why, why our services are valuable to, to a developer and a merchant. So it's a little bit of both of a little bit of being able to, 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 to run some numbers, but also having uh, at least a remedial understanding of how uh, programming works.
0: Yeah. So what is your background then?
2: So um, my background is actually in, in, in business. Um, I went to, to business school to become originally a, a sports agent. So um, I, um, I, I went to University of Massachusetts uh, to the school that um, uh, the, the McCormick's founded, uh, who was uh, the father of sport management. So um, I, I graduated high school right around the time where Jerry Maguire was, uh, came out. And uh, uh, she, she show me that. the money. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, you know, I really want to work in sports. And then, uh, you know, doing my, I I, 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 first started working for Michael Phelps's agent, Peter Carlisle, and um, and through that, uh, I learned a lot about uh, how nonprofits work. And and but 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 I found like the most uh, thrilling part for me was kind of putting these presentations together. You know, you know where we would you know, we'd figure, you know, what's a good, what's a good fit for Michael Phelps in, in terms of products that he should endorse and, you know, and, and what kind of, um, you know, values can he help communicate, uh, w- with these brands and, and create a perfect match. And I always, so my perfect, you know, my favorite part was always that, that, that you know, when we were talking to those interested companies and, 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 and how we could help, um, you know, them kind of communicate, um, uh, you know, um, you know, the interesting things about their companies through, through, through sports, you know, something that everything, everyone can relate to.
0: That sounds like it must've been kind of fun.
2: It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, the company uh, that, that the, or the, the part of the company that I worked for was Olympic and action sports. And so it was also during, you know, kind of the takeoff of a lot of these uh, snowboarders and skiers, you know, like Hannah Teeter and Sean White. Uh, so it was, it was really cool to be around and, you know, got a free couple pairs of gloves here and there and some, and some goggles and so forth. Um, so, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun.
0: You had some autographs, too?
2: I did, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, actually, when I was um, when I was in college, I, I, I volunteered for the X Games, and uh, I worked in the Bagel Bites tent, and I got to work with uh, Tony Hawk. And so I, I basically was just cooking bagels back and forth, but he was there signing autographs and uh, really cool guy to hang out with
0: that's really fun so how did you what's your trajectory from there to working on wordpress software
2: yeah so um so so from uh, for from payments you know i i'm sorry so originally i i started working for the sport management piece and then um I went into a field called experiential marketing, which where we were creating these experiences for brands and so forth, um, like you know these Gillette shaving experiences with Michael Phelps, or you know, or uh, you know things along those lines. And in 2006, I ended up working. Uh, I, I ended up leaving the company to go travel around Australia and kind of backpack around for a year. And uh, and when I did that, I came home. And I started temping for a company called uh, PowerPay, which was just this payments platform. And I just became really interested in, in in how payments were connected to software companies. And I I just kind of understood that like um, you know, it's a very important part of uh, you know of the software company's business. You know, you'd have like these shopping carts, you created these e-commerce platforms, but um, you, you, also needed to connect payments to it, you know, in, in order to give a merchant, you know, that license in order to, to accept funds on their site. And so, uh, it just became fascinating about how that world unraveled. And, um, and recently when joining QualPay, uh, a few years ago, um, I was very drawn to it because, um, I saw, you know, Stripe, uh, being, being this company that had this, uh, beautiful documentation and, um, this great solution that a lot of developers liked. And I was like, wow, wouldn't it be great to work for a company that had these features, but also had kind of an affiliate program so developers could earn revenue through doing this. And, and, uh, I, I came across Qualpay and, um, you know, the first thing that we were, um, you know, kind of meeting about this new company and, and where we should kind of, uh, embark upon for, for, for e-commerce platforms and, um, you know, we wanted to do an open source platform because we wanted people to play with our tools and and, and to and to build stuff with them. And so I checked out a WordPress event, and um, I was really blown away by by the community and 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 really just how people uh, treat each other. You know, it's it, it's a very interesting community where you know everybody's like a bit of a tinkerer. You know, and uh, and, and so solutions become popular not because you know, you dump a bunch of money into advertising. It's, it's really, it's a, it, it's this group of peers reviewing peers and, and helping each other out. And I was really blown away by the fact that, you know, I, I was visiting these, these hosting company channel uh, tables, uh, you know, it was Bluehost, GoDaddy um, uh, s- sitting right next to each other and they were getting along so well, you know, and they'd have a customer going from, you know, one booth to the other booth, at this WordCamp and, and, you know, they were competitors, but everybody was, was helping each other, you know, it was about, you know, it's very almost socialistic in the extent where where it's all all for the greater good. Right. And so like, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're not succeeding by, by helping everybody, you're not really helping everyone, you know? And so just, just seeing other people lift each other up and, and, and seeing just the, just the interconnectedness of everybody. It, 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 I, I just came away just being just, uh, just you know, just had this overwhelming just sense of happiness, you know, and 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 just felt so energized from from the community.
0: Yeah, I would think that would that would be a big draw. I haven't really thought about it too much, but as a vendor, as you know, as a provider to the community, that would be, I guess, a really um, a a big draw to sell to this community because your your competition is also your, um, you know, your colleagues. So mm-hmm. I know it's like that from the agency perspective, but never really thought about it from the perspective of the hosting companies and that type of thing. That's, that's really interesting. And now make a note of the time, Liam. Liam's Zoom has frozen, so he cannot <laughs> unmute himself, which would could be a story for an episode when I'm hosting and Liam can't make it. We could just pretend that, that happened, but in fact, Liam is here. Uh, but we need to stop this Zoom call because he's hosting it, and restart with a new Zoom link.
1: Jonathan, I want to I want to ask you about uh, your role at QualPay, and it says you're you're not a coder, but you have to be able to talk about it. And you have to know what your company's code does, what it doesn't do, what it plays nice with, and what it plays very, perhaps poorly with, if it plays poorly with anything. Talk to me about getting your head around that, right? Because if you're coming from a non-technical position and you have to learn to talk tech, there's, there's a learning curve there and there's a confidence issue, you know, that first, well, I'm going to go show all these people how to do it. And they say, oh, yeah, well, how about this? And then you say, oh. So, what was that like? What was that process like for you? Uh, very
2: frightening. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I remember going to my first WordCamp and kind of demoing our our, our WooCommerce, uh, our free WooCommerce plugin, and, uh, and and kind of showing people how it worked and. But um, you know the the thing I kind of understood was kind of the logic of how, how everything happens, right? Uh, and and so if you, you know, WooCommerce is already a kind of a small subset of what a website does, and so the payments is is an attachment to that, and so I don't need to understand necessarily JavaScript or 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 understand you know. How to make a theme, you know, do what it does. You know, all I really need to understand is, you know, how can you take this piece, this last piece to the finish line, and how can I enhance this this end product um, by by implementing or or helping you implement our solutions to it. And you know, and so what I had to understand is, you know your software does, you know, in like the terms of like recurring payments, you know, you can, as a software provider, you can, you can decide whether you want to store that, you know, information yourself, you know, the credit card information, a lot of people in the eighties and nineties, you know, they had all this credit card data on a sheet, you know, on a spreadsheet or whatnot. And, and now, you know, nobody, nobody wants sensitive data. Right. And so, and so I can understand it's like, Hey, our solution, I don't know how we do it, but I can tell you that whenever you know, um, you know, w- w- one of the things you need to worry about is is where where is this secure or I- I insecure data hosted, right? Uh, sure. And so we have a solution that uh, it's called uh, embedded fields, in which we host an iframe on on a site. So so when someone's on a checkout page, um, you know, you used to have to redirect to a payment page, and then you know sure. do do the uh, transaction there, come back. Our solution allows you to do that on, the, on the page because we're hosting that little floating. So all
1: PCI area. compliance is there. Exactly. L- and so let uh, me, yes. let me, let me, let me, let me, let me talk over you. Cause I, I want to talk about Maine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, and I, I, I've never been. And, uh, it's on my my bucket list of places to go. Tell us a little bit about Portland, how big it is. Uh, you said you're into hiking. So can you walk out of your house and hike? Or do you have to drive to the edge of Portland? I don't even know if that's, you know, driving <laughs> to the edge of a city of 800,000 or are there like the four people that live in Portland? You, you wave to them as you walk out. Tell us a little bit about hiking and living in Maine.
2: Yeah, so uh, Maine's got about a million people. Portland, Greater Portland has about 250,000. So we we have most of the people are kind of where where I'm living right now in this bottom part. And I can tell you one of my favorite parts about Maine is, you know, the local supermarket that we go to is called Hannaford. And uh, there's three of them that are right next to my house two of them overlook the ocean and one of them overlooks, a you know, a 10 mile nature preserve. And so that, wow. can, uh, so, uh, so Portland itself is very, uh, very vibrant food and beer and coffee town. And, uh, it's three of my <laughs> three favorite things, right? That about covers it for me too. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, uh, we do have, uh, there's all kinds of running trails, walking trails and biking trails within, you know, two miles of, uh, of where I live in, in, in downtown. So, um, you know, it's very easy for me to be connected to nature and, and to leave and, and to go see a, you know, a little wooded forest. And, and that's what I really appreciate um You know, growing up by the water is being able to, to get out quickly and, and take a look at the ocean and smell the sea salt and hear the seagulls. So you grew up up there? I grew up, uh, yep. I, I grew up about 15 miles south in, the, in a small town
1: called Saco. Okay. And you talked about going to the, to the, to see the ocean and to smell the salt and to look at the seagulls. I'm guessing since you didn't mention playing the water that it's it's a bit cold and no one goes swimming up there or how does that work?
2: Yeah, it is a bit cold. Um, I actually, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I'm actually, I actually surf uh, in, in Maine. Um, you know, you, you got to use a wetsuit for most of the year, but there are some pretty uh, intense surfers out here who surf all the way into January, February, uh, because that's when the biggest waves are. I'm not that bold. I, I surf until November. Uh, you know, 46 degrees, 45 degrees as cold as, a, as, a, as I'll allow the water to be around me.
1: Yeah, that's cold. I was yeah. watching a documentary recently about... Some guys who go surfing in the Arctic Circle so they can surf under the Aurora Borealis, <laughs> and while the footage looked awesome, the idea, but they had to like clear ice away from the edge of the shore to get in to go surfing.
2: Yeah, and colder than I'd yeah. like. And the, and the the funny part about surfing, it's like you know when you're in the water, that's all right, you know, like yeah, you get splashed in the face. you get a little ice cream headache every once in a while, but the the hardest part is actually getting out from the ocean and out of your wetsuit into your car. It's like that, <laughs> those five minutes are uh, and and it can take longer because you know, your your body's a little numb and it's so hard to wiggle out. and the colder it is, the harder you know the 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 harder your wetsuit is to get out of.
0: What is the? Uh- tech community like there that remote place
2: it's uh it's actually a pretty big tech community um you know we we actually do a lot in uh in pet healthcare. uh so there's a company called idex uh that's the largest uh veterinary supply company in the world um you know they're, they're the ones who come up with the heart medications and um you know uh, how do I identify parasites and so forth? And, uh, so, uh, it's a, it's a $2 billion company so It's downtown, uh, in Portland. And so, but we also have a pretty vibrant startup community as well. Um, you know, with a lot of, uh, ocean based products, you know, you, you have some people who do, um, you know, kind of, uh, scientific marine stuff. You have people, um, you know, one of the biggest companies out here was a lobster company that ships all around the world. These, these two kids that grew up from a high school around here, who I don't even think they've hit 30 yet. And, you know, and they're, they're probably made making, you know, a few million dollars a year in profit. So, um, it's, it's a, it's a very, um, so it's, we do have a nice little tech community and, uh, a lot of it's connected to, to marine sciences, our pet sciences.
0: Okay. Uh, I want to ask you about success, Um, especially talking now sort of about quality of life where you live and appreciation for nature and that kind of thing. Uh, How do you define success professionally and and personally, a mixture of the two, or if you want to focus on one, what does success mean to you?
2: Yeah. uh, That's something that's, you know, continues to change for me. Um, You know, when I was a kid, uh, I I grew up on, on, on welfare. And, um, so as a kid, you know, my whole, you know, my, most of my goals in life were about, you know, make enough money to buy a house. Right. And, um, and, uh, and and to have it, to have a cool car and, you know, and, and and once I kind of, at the end of my twenties, when I started making money and I got to buy a house, you know, I realized it's like, you know, the next thing that you want is, you know, is a campsite and, and this or that. And so, um, you know, w- w- you know, w- whenever you buy something, you know, th- that satisfaction happens for a moment, and then, and then, and then you want something more. And so, when I think about like my personal success, and when I reflect back and the things that have made me happy and made me who I am, you know, it's about, it's been about these collections of these experiences that I've you know then have been, been a part of. You know, it's traveling, hiking the Appalachian Trail, backpacking through Australia, being part of sports teams, and you know, when I think about the things that have shaped me, it, it, it's always been you know through experiences that you know have made me be uncomfortable or, or, or vulnerable, and the people I've met through these journeys. And and so now, like when I think of success, you know, uh, I'm, I'm I'm kind of you know it's it's how can I how can I showcase more gratitude? You know, how, how can I be happy with what I have so I don't want more? Um, how can I keep evolving and put myself out there? Um, and and keep meeting people, um, and you know who, who help enrich my life and 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 help me, you know, uh, helping me understand, you know, con- common things that we're all going through, and, and and the things that can help us make us better.
0: I love the idea of uh, not only being grateful but not wanting more. I just finished reading the book uh the company of one and it talks a lot about the idea in our society of of success and always never maxing out right like just always trying to earn more and always improving on your revenue and that type of thing and growing your business and and um it, you might not need that like he talks about a friend of his who basically you know works until he makes enough money to sustain him for the rest of the year and then stops working so that he can go skiing or do whatever, you know? So the idea of, of understanding that you, don't, that you don't always need more, is, it's, it's goes against the grain of, I think, our culture in a lot of ways, but it's a brilliant relief to realize that that's okay. So I love that definition. Thanks for sharing.
1: Yeah. I wanted to ask a question about it. You said it's about asking yourself... How can I showcase more gratitude? What did you mean by that? It's, you know, it's, um,
2: it's, it's being, you know, being able to, to to internalize, you know, what makes, you know, what makes you happy and, and also, you know, the the things that you have and, and being mindful of, of the things that you have. So for me, you know, when I, when I wake up in the morning, I try to say, you know, what's one thing that you love about your wife? What's one thing you love about your work? what's you know what's also something that you love about yourself and it's reminding yourself of these uh, of these little things that can can help you be a little bit more
1: happy with what you have as opposed to what you don't have do you ask yourself ask yourself that question or those three questions when you're still in bed or is that when you're brushing your teeth or when you're having the coffee when does that awareness of the emphasis on gratitude
2: yeah it's It's uh, I try to do it like the first thing I do when I wake up, or 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 right before, or or it's part of my my meditation practice, you know. Or sometimes when I'm in a, you know, and someone cuts me off, you know, when I'm driving in my car, you know, it's it's not thinking about the person who cut me off. It's it's thinking about, you know, boy, how lucky am I that I have a car
1: that I'm driving? Yeah, especially in America, it's it's (laughs)
0: yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Thanks for sharing that. How do you apply that um, idea in other ways, like in your work and your interaction with your community? The idea of sort of gratitude.
1: Yeah, it's,
2: I mean, uh, I, I listened to this really great podcast by uh, someone named Rich Roll, and he had a guest named James Clear um, who talks about habits. And, you know, a habit is really, you know, it, it's, you know, it, it's a set of behaviors that you use to, to solve recurring problems. Right. And, um, and so and if you think about, you know, your, your own persona, um, you know, all we are is a story, right. You know, and when we think of ourselves, it's, you know, what are a collection of, of all of our experiences and that's really all we are. And so when you think about the person that you want to be, you can think about little behaviors that you can put together that kind of reinforce that persona. So, um, you know, uh, I, I want to be a, a, a healthy person um, in, in terms of, you know, in terms of my own health uh, for, for my body. And so I, I make sure I, I exercise five days a week. You know, I want to, I want to practice, you know, being more uh, grateful and mindful. And so I meditate um, and, you know, there's, I also need to be, become smarter and, and to understand how people are also, you know, dealing with these problems maybe better than I am. And so it's reading books, you know, from, from peers, it's, you know, it's, it's reading people's Twitter feeds on WordPress, you know, and and understanding how, how some of these people solve the same challenges that I'm going through and can make me a better person. Yeah.
0: That Atomic Habits is another book I've read recently and that had a big impact on me so thanks for mentioning that one too yeah so many things how you define yourself right instead of just saying you want to aspire to something saying i am a healthy person it helps you get helps you be that so for sure yeah absolutely
1: jonathan what's what's been your biggest challenge to date or what is your biggest challenge and how are you working it or how did you fix it how did you overcome it if it's
2: yeah yeah, it's it's something I'm still working on. It's you know it's um, you know being being a new company, uh, especially in a payment space where there's a lot of other companies here, um, and especially in WordPress, where you know Stripe and, and, and PayPal have been the overwhelming favorite, you know, for 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 what people views because in a lot of senses you know people have always thought about payment as kind of a means to an end it's like i've almost finished your site um you know connected your e-commerce software go sign up with the stripe account because you know it's, it's easy to set up and um and, and i can just hand this off to you and kind of wash my hands of it and it's it's um and getting people to kind of understand that you know your your cut your clients um for one, are looking for you as a recommendation, uh you know, in in the products and services that you offer, you know, a lot of people think about when they design a site, you know, I'm going to resell them an SSL certificate. I'm going to resell them web hosting. uh, I'm going to recommend this e-commerce platform and so forth. And if you can help them make that second, you know, or that very last step, which is, you know, choosing a payment processor for them. Uh, it's a great way to earn recurring revenue for one. And, um, and two, it's a great way for them to save their pricing because, you know, the flat rate, one size fits all pricing doesn't work for everyone. And there's a lot of um, there's a lot of reasons why uh, certain merchants should use it and certain merchants shouldn't use it. And and I've noticed that this community, because um, things, you know, because they, they have overwhelming used Stripe and PayPal, um, people don't have uh, as much of an understanding about the impact of payments. And so it's it's been a really challenging thing for me, but a really fun thing for me to to educate people on it, you know, why pricing matters, you know, what kind of decisions do you think of when setting up someone's, you know, you know, payment processing, you know, how do you sell payment processing and so forth. And, but it's, I've, I've really enjoyed how open people are, you know, about talking about their pain points and so forth. And, um, but, you know, and to me, it's, you know, how can I, how can I further educate people on, on, on payments and, and help them
1: power their, their clients? Do you see that more as a communication challenge that you're facing or as an, as an education challenge? I,
2: it's a little bit of both. I mean, it be because, you know, payments can be so complicated, you know, they're, they're, they're sure. so it, it, there's, you can get so deep into the weeds. Uh, and so it's, it's really just, you know, first educating these people that you, you can, um, this is something that you can use to, to earn revenue on. And so so to me, it, it is a bit of, it's, it's, I think it's more of an educational thing.
1: Okay. let me Let me ask you another one of our signature questions, and it's about advice. And you've talked a lot about the practices that you have to try to be a better person. And I wonder if you can share with us some advice that you've received or gleaned or read and successfully implemented in your life. Some advice that's made a big difference. What is that advice?
2: Yeah, when I actually, um, when I graduated college, someone gave me this old book from Dale Carnegie, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yep. And uh, it, there's this really profound part where, uh, you know, he was talking about, you know, the, the favorite sound that anybody can hear is, is the sound of their own name. You know, it's so it's when you meet people, you know, keep repeating their name. And but mostly, you know, it's 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 a life lesson on how to how to be compassionate with your speech and 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 how to kind of uh, how to make people know that they're important by asking questions about them, you know, and and that that really helps me when I'm when I'm at networking events. And, um, you know, it's 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 always. It's a, you know, I, I think everyone gets a little anxious when they don't know people, and, you know, and, and just being just being kind and, and asking questions is a great way to, to, to kind of um, to open people up and, and to really get an understanding of, of uh, what people are about.
1: Yeah, that's that's certainly been my experience as well in conferences and meetups and tech events is paying a little extra attention to what the people are. Who we're meeting, but their name is, and making a little extra effort to try to remember it. And then when we see them later in the day, to be able to say, "Oh, hey, Jonathan, how are you? How's your day been?" Like, oh, you remember my name? Wow, well, thanks. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that that the value of hearing your name. i never thought I'd heard of phrases that way, but that's really interesting.
2: Yeah, and there's um, you know, one of the things I love about the WordPress community so much is how much people put an effort in to, because they know that there are people who are very introverted. And so, you know, before uh, one of the, the WordCamps, uh, I think it was WordCamp Miami last year, someone put this PSA about the Pac-Man approach. And, you know, if you're in a circle, you should always leave a little bit of the circle open for somebody to come in because you know it's it's hard to break into a circle right if, if a bunch of people are talking and there's a lot of people who just want to be part of that conversation and I think the the etiquette that people uh, that people use in, in, at WordPress events it's it just it really warms my heart
0: I love that I've never heard that pac-man um, approach or description that's really cool I love that I'm gonna remember that next time And I also loved Pac-Man, but I don't play any video games anymore. So that's a good memory. We'll save
1: that for another day.
0: Yes, for sure. For sure. Jonathan, it's been great having you with us today. Thanks for telling us more about yourself and what you do and your history. Just really loved getting to know you a little bit and hope to meet you at a WordCamp. Can you tell us where you can be found online?
2: Yeah, uh, my, my personal Twitter is uh, Prefont, P-R-E-F-O-N-T, and uh, you can find information about QualPay at qualpay.com.
1: Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us out here in our virtual hallway today. It's been a real pleasure getting to know you, and uh, I look forward to trying to get up to Maine and get that on my, ticked <laughs> off my bucket list before too many years more. Yeah, yeah. yeah please, Bye-bye. please. Yeah, no, definitely, I will, I will, I will.
0: Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did.
0: If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com.
1: Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.